Today's reading is from Matthew 15. Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, Why do your disciples disobey our age-old traditions? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial handwashing before they eat. Jesus replied, And why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says, Honour your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I vowed to give to God what I have given I would have given to you. In this way you say they don't need to honour their parents, and so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Listen, he said, and try to understand. It is not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you realise you offended the Pharisees by what you just said? Jesus replied, Every plant not planted by my heavenly Father will be uprooted, so ignore them. They are blind guides leading the blind, and if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into into a ditch. Then Peter said to Jesus, Explain to us the parable that says people aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet? Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him, pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, That's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, Your faith is great, your request is granted, and her daughter was instantly healed. Jesus returned to the Sea of Galilee and climbed a hill and sat down. A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak and many others. They laid them before Jesus and he healed them all. The crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking, the crippled were made well, the lame were walking and the blind could see again. And they praised the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been here with me for three days and they have nothing left to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they will faint along the way. The disciples replied, 
Where would we get enough food here in the wilderness for such a huge crowd? Jesus asked, How much bread do you have? They replied, Seven loaves and a few small fish. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, thanked God for them and broke them into pieces. He gave them to the disciples who distributed the food to the crowd. They all ate as much as they wanted. Afterwards, the disciples picked up seven large baskets of leftover food. There were 4,000 men who were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. Then Jesus sent the people home, and he got into a boat and crossed over to the region of Magadan. I'm not sure what stood out to you from that passage. A lot happens. An interaction between Jesus and the Pharisees, a miraculous healing of a Gentile woman's daughter, the healing of the multitudes, and finally the feeding of the 4,000. Maybe each section of the text held something that resonated, that brought questions to ponder on and bring to God. Maybe you might want to pause this recording here and pray on that point specifically. If that's you, please go ahead. For me, what stood out was Jesus' focus on the hearts of those who came to him, on the faith or the lack of faith present in each interaction. When the Pharisees called to question the disciples' conduct, Jesus corrects them, highlighting that their focus is on the wrong thing, that they had lost sight and therefore understanding of the intention of the traditions of the elders and warped it away from what it was intended to be. Most likely, God had instructed them in such a way so that they had good hygiene practices to keep the people from what we now know as germs today. Not something that would keep them in line with God not something that would cause them to sin if they didn't do it. This was kind of reflecting on a lot of the practices that the Pharisees insisted on, on the people of Israel. These practices that no longer led to the people of God walking in relationship with God, but did them to tick a box towards God. To follow a set of rules alone requires no faith in God. You don't have to be a Christian to be a law-abiding citizen, for example. You place all the faith in yourself instead, but allowing God to come into the depths of your heart and to trust him through being honest with the state of yourself, that he'll change you from the inside out so that what comes out of you reflects him. Now that takes faith. The text continues to show a similar but different context of faith being outworked by the Gentile woman. The woman comes to Jesus in faith for the healing of her daughter. Now, other religious leaders at the time and general society wouldn't have expected Jesus to respond to her. Onlookers, I would imagine, would have been weighing up the quality of Jesus' character based on warped social expectations of what a holy man would look like and act like. The Gentile woman herself would probably have doubted whether she would be listened to, but she had faith. Thankfully, Jesus didn't go by earthly standards. He went by God's standard. And so when we read that section of the text, we may at first see Jesus reluctantly answering her request because she kept pestering. But in light of what scripture tells us in Genesis 12, Abraham and the people of Israel were blessed to be a blessing. And through them, all of the nations of the earth would be blessed, not just Israel. 
And that blessing came in the form of Jesus. And so here, instead, we actually see Jesus making a point again that it is our faith in him, not who we are on the outside, that makes the difference. And finally, Jesus sees the need of the crowd. In other versions, it talks about how Jesus was moved with compassion towards them. He sees their unseen bodily needs after providing healing for their like outside bodily needs. And he provides a way to feed them in abundance. The multitude came to Jesus in faith, not for food, mind you, but for the healing and the life-giving words he was sharing. And Jesus recognises the needs that they had not voiced and responds to this need with provision. God's really good like that. Now, Hebrews 11 speaks of faith being the confidence in what is hoped for and the assurance about what we do not see. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And so one question from today's passage is in what way can you exercise faith in your day to day? What can you entrust to Jesus today? Could it be your heart, unforgiveness, a sin you're struggling to overcome or an idol that you need to surrender? Could it be a situation, a relationship, hopes and dreams or even disappointments that you need to invite Jesus into with faith? Whether it's in a big way or a small way, with full confidence or standing in defiance to doubt, how can you bring your offering of faith to God today? Let us pray. God, would you see the faith we exercise in our day to day, whatever way this may be in? Grow our faith. Grow our confidence in you being a good, good father that you are, full of mercy and compassionate and generous with us. We thank you, God, and bless you. In your mighty and holy name we pray, Jesus. Amen.